Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Amen. And the first two days I studied what I wanted to preach. And the third morning, I came in, and God just put it in my mind. and That's all I could get my mind on after that. So I know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm the will of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to be turning to Romans chapter number 5 in your hearing. Amen. Hallelujah. And congregation, you get ready to pray because I need your prayers this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Five of Romans, verse number one and two. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. Everybody said peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access. Everybody said access. By faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Amen. Church, would you just lift your hands and would you pray for Bishop this morning? I need the strength and the Holy Ghost to anoint me. Hallelujah. Move God today. You may be seated. Amen. I had told my daughter yesterday, and that's probably why she's not here. I told Paula, they'd just come back from Florida. So I told her yesterday, I said, well, I want you to be prepared because when you come tomorrow, Daddy has to preach. I'm probably going to preach two hours because... Make up for lost time. Of course, then it could be a 10-minute message, too. Amen. But we're going to let the Lord have it anyway. Today, I want to preach to you on this subject. Cup. Everybody said cup. Mentality. Cup mentality. Here a while, well, I said here a while back. It's back in February because I kind of started this thing way back in February. I believe maybe January even. Brother Mooney, Brother Paul Mooney, a very, he's a friend of mine, plus he's a very good minister. He was telling a story in his message about being in a large city and he'd stopped to put gas in his car 
when about a block away, their lady, a lady's car stopped, at her, stopped right in the middle of the street. And uh, about a block away from him, said the lady got out of her car and casually walked to the gas station holding a cup in her hand. And sir, it said, sir, I have run out of gas. I need a cup of gas. The attendant said, madam, we have two problems here. First of all, it's against the law for me to put gas in that cup. Second of all, a cup of gas would not even be enough to start your car. The lady become very upset and sir said, sir, that's all I need is a cup of gas. Amen. I want this morning to reiterate that I believe that we're living in a world today with a cup mentality. As I look around at the church world and I see we come in and we worship, but we don't really worship. Amen. We come in and we pray, but we don't really pray. Amen. And, and I'm a little bit worried about the condition of the church in our day today. I believe the last night of camp we seen apostolic, amen, revival. I believe we returned back to the old ways. Brother Freddie, I can remember back in the first church of, of seeing six people filled with the Holy Ghost before the night was over and without ever a song being sung. That Brother Terry, God moved in our midst and people, I already had picked up my guitar getting ready to start service when a young man came to the altar and we began to pray for him and he repented of his sins, received the Holy Ghost. And one after another that night, six people received the Holy Ghost without ever a song being sung. One of them, and it brings me almost to me this morning, there was one man that was 76 years old that sat on the back seat on this side. And uh, he, he was sitting back there just worshiping. Uh, he, he's got heart trouble. He's not supposed to get excited anyway. But I'm going to tell you, before the night was over, just in a calm and cool and collected way, God poured out the Holy Ghost on that 76-year-old man. I'm telling you what God can do when we get in tune with him. When we'll get in tune with God, anything can happen. Everybody said anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this morning I want to preach about cup mentality. I don't want to have that, but I know that we're living in that hour that if we're not careful, that that's where we're at. Praise the Lord. But I want you to know this morning that we have got something greater than the cup mentality that can take over in our lives. I want to, I want to re, uh, I just want to revisit some scripture, amen, back in 1 Kings and, and talk to you a little bit here as we began to study, hallelujah, in this word of God. 1 Kings 17, and I want to read verse 10 through 16. So he arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he'd come to the gate of the city, behold, the widow 
woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth. Everybody said, I have not. A cake, all oh glory. But a, everybody said, a handful. Full of meal in the barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering Everybody said two sticks. That I may go in and dress it for me and my son. That we may eat of it and die. And Elijah said unto her, fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me therefore a little cake first. And bring it unto me and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, Neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. The Lord says, notice in that verse, you give of me first. I want the first. Come on, that's tithing. said, I want you to give me first, and then I'll give to you. After you first give to me. I'm going to tell you church. It's our place when we come into the door. To start the worship. And he said if you'll start the worship. Then I'll come in and I'll join you. But not until you first began to worship. Not until you first began to praise me. Will I send a blessing your way. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. She had access, I want to tell you, to more than she had realized. Come on. She gathered two sticks. That's all of the faith that she had. Come on. She had a little cruise. Come on, just, just a little oil in a cruise. She didn't have much. She just had a little. But the Lord said, come on, if you'll give to me first, then I'll give your barrel and your cruise and your flower, come on. I'm going to give. I'm going to make it multiply. I'm going to make it go farther than it ever did. Now I'm, gonna, I'm just going to work on you a little bit. This is a little uh, McGee theology, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and go down this road a little piece with me. Will you go with me a little piece? I began to think about the Lord started stirring my thinking about this lady, you know, that, that just had two sticks. She wasn't going to have to have a very, very big fire, I, I tell you that. She had to go and gather two sticks. Come on, because all she had to work with was, was a little there, Brother Terry. And I began to think about this, and I thought, how that after that, the Lord said, I'm going to take care of it, and I'm going to, your, your barrel is not going to waste, you know, everything that you've got, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to take control of, and, 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 and it's not going to waste away. 
And I began to think about, now really this is my, the word don't say this, but somehow I believe just from reading between the lines that it indicates this, that I believe every time, Brother Cook, that she went to that barrel, she looked down there and she thought, well, that's just what I had in there before. <laughs> oh, Lord. Everything, every place she went, it was just like it was before. But many days, the Bible said the Lord took care of her house and her. Amen. And it wasted not. She probably thought, oh my, next time I go back and look down in there, the barrel still got the same amount. Oh, 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 glory. Come on, the meal is still there. It's not wasted. There's still some oil in my cruise. It looks just like it did yesterday. It looks just like it did the day before. I'm telling you, church, it would have been easy for that lady to have cup mentality and said it'll never happen. But when the Lord says it's going to happen, church, I'm here to tell somebody it's going to happen. It will not fail. When God says it won't fail, it will not fail. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> if I could just get somebody to grab a hold more than cup mentality. When God said, I'm going to take care of the barrel, I want you to know this morning that barrel is the same as full. Come on. Even though he said it's not going to waste, it's the same as full. I'm going to tell you, whatever you need in the supply, God has got it in his storehouse, and you do not have to worry about it. Hallelujah. Cup mentality. Hallelujah. She had access, even though it looked little, she had access. A little boy with five loaves and the two fishes. Lord says, we need some food. <laughs> Since I was looking around here, hey, Lord, there's 5,000 people here. You tell me we need food, what do you want me to do? A grocery store is 50 miles that way. He said, what have we got? <laughs> Everybody's looking around, yeah, you got anything with you? I mean. I mean, you do bring the grocery store with you where you know, we haven't got anything. Somebody said, you know what? I, faith must have grabbed hold. I said, you know what? I seen a, a little boy in here a while ago, and he had five loaves and two fishes. And old doubting Thomas over there says, well, what is that among so many? You, you, have you forgot how many people? He said, hey, just bring that lunch to me. And let all the people sit down. Come on. Cup mentality. This is where we're at today. We know the Lord can do it. We've seen him do it in the past. He's done six notable, I could probably say seven notable miracles in my life right now. And I could start telling you about them and I'm not going to. You've all heard them before. Well, some, most of you have. Amen. But seven notable miracles I know that God has done in my life. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, but I don't have cup mentality this morning because I know he can do more than I can even expect. I can't even think what he can do. Glory. Oh, 
five loaves, two fishes. Sounds like the little lady gathering two sticks. Just a few fishes. Hallelujah. He said, bring them to me. And he blessed them. And notice that he gave this cup mentality to his disciples so they could watch. And they began to hand out and everybody ate. Come on. Somebody said everybody. Everybody ate. Somebody say everybody got their needs met. <laughs> I'm going to get you out of that cup mentality before the day is over. Come on. Yeah, everybody got what they needed to eat. Everybody had ate till they was full. I could see some of them saying, man, that was awful good. And they're going back for seconds and they're going back in for thirds. I don't know. Possibly they, hey, I believe the Bible said something about them being there three days. Come on. They've been here with us three days. They're hungry. Amen. They all began to have a smorgasbord and they ate all they want and thought every time they'd go back, there's more fish. They said, where did this come from? From two. <laughs> this come from five loaves and two fishes. When God can take little and he can make something out of it, church, you have no worry about it. Let me tell you this morning how big my God is. He took dust that you and I, oh, come on, hallelujah. I preached a sermon one time, what God can make out of nothing. We're nothing more than the refuse of the earth. We are the dust of the earth, literally, and God took that, and he made man, and 12 men changed this world. This revival is still going on from the day of Pentecost, church. I'm telling you, God can take nothing, and he can make something out of it. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. This little woman had access. Everybody said access. See, access is the act or the opportunity or the means of approaching or receiving admittance. Hallelujah. Glory. Somebody shout access. Glory. Hallelujah. Let me remind you of a story. Luke chapter 15, verse 22, 23. A prodigal son. He'd spent all of his head. and Daddy'd give him his earnings and give him his inheritance and you know, went away and feverishly had spent everything that daddy had given him and he'd grown hungry and began to look back at daddy's house and said, if I was just sitting at daddy's table, things would be different. He had nothing. He had spent his living. He had spent everything that daddy'd give him. But the father said, come on, he's seen him coming. Daddy seen him coming. You know why he was expecting him. <laughs> I don't know, but it seems to me like he must have expected him for an awful long time. Because I don't know, but the way I read Scripture, and it don't say, but he said, bring forth the best robe. It, it, it lets me know that there must have been uh, Brother Cook a brand new robe in there. He said, you will, you bring back, that and it looks new. It's, it's still in the wrapper back there in the closet. I want you to bring me that best robe. Woo, glory. 
I don't know. There must have been some sandals there with it because I want you to bring the best robe and I want you to bring some shoes and put them on his feet. He must have come home barefooted. Honey, I'm going to tell you, he wasn't going to leave barefooted no more. <laughs> he come home barefooted and he said, I want you to give me the ring and I'm going to put the ring on. I'm, I'm going to tell you, that was the signet ring. <laughs> and when you put that ring on, it give you all rights to whatever daddy had. Come on. When you went down to the grocery store, all you'd done was put the seal of that ring on it and what it was saying, somebody's going to pay for this. If you don't have the money, daddy will. Come on. I'm telling somebody, you have no need of a cup mentality. You You've got on a signet ring this morning. Hallelujah. That's going to pay the bill. Pay the bill for your healing. Come on. Ha! Pay the bill for the disease you've got. Just put the signet ring down and it's going to take care of it. Daddy's going to take care of his own. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Put the ring on his hand. Put shoes on his feet. And he didn't stop there. It seems like that he had been saving the fatted calf. Evidently he had more than one. I believe he did. But everybody knew which one he was talking about. I don't know. I believe it had the prodigal's name on it. He had that in a little one over here by itself so it wouldn't get messed up with the others and he fed it a little extra every day. He said, you get the best robe, come on. Hallelujah. Put the shoes on his feet. Put them brand new shoes that I bought and put back there. Put them on his feet. Bring me that signet ring. I've been shining on that thing for all these years. You, I wanted to make sure it was in good shape so it looked just as new as the rest of him. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to take care of you. Hallelujah. You've got a signet ring. You have no need of cup mentality anymore. You've got a God that loves you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he'll give you more than enough. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, when you've got him, you've got enough. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He had, spent, he had spent his inheritance. Daddy says, bring back that fatted calf. That not been saving. That not been feeding. Bring that. Because we're about to have a party. <laughs> oh, I'm here to tell somebody this morning that's in here that you've been living in that cup mentality that it's never going to happen for me. Glory. Come on, I've gone too far. I've done too much. I'll never get back what I've lost. Come on, I'm never going to get back to where I started from. Hallelujah. Come on now, I'm talking to somebody in this house that you think that you have done too much. That, that Oh yeah, you might have been there one day, but it seems like you've lost everything that you had. I'm telling you, don't have a cup mentality. I'm telling you, don't have a cup mentality. God is about to restore to you everything you had and more. Come on, he's going to put the signet ring on your finger and you've got the right, hallelujah, oh, to all of daddy's house. 
glory. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. The prodigal spent his inheritance, but Daddy gave him access to everything he had. Somebody shout, I've got access. You all sound really excited. Still got the cup mentality, I see. Come on. We need to shout it out. I've got access. See, if you don't say that loud enough, the devil don't hear you. Come on, he's been having his little party long enough in our lives. Come on. I'm telling you, Sister McGee, we've been through enough this year. I'm tired of that. I'm so tired of it that when I came to my office the other day, I got out into business with God and said, God, I'm tired of where I've been. I'm tired of where I'm at. Lord, I'm able to come out of here by your help. I don't have to live by the cup, Lord. I've got the signet ring on my finger. Woo! I've got everything that it takes to have victory. Why am I so downtrodden? Sister Angie, in the last year, I've got tired of looking back here and not seeing your face. That devil's a liar. No more cup mentality. I'm going to take the signet ring. I'm going to make it sure. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm tired of weakness speaking to me. I'm going to speak in strength. By the name of Jesus, I'm going to use the signet. At camp, I'll just I'll go ahead and tell you, I'll be just, I'm just going to be so open with you. My little wife of nearly 50 years sitting over there, she's watching every move I make. Thursday. I never have nosebleed. But on Thursday morning, I had a nosebleed. It was bleeding pretty good, but I began to pray Ezekiel 16 and 6, and the blood dried up. Well, three times that day, it hit me like that. But by faith, why? Sister McGee said, well, are you going to step in the room? Or are you going tonight? I said, no, I'm going. I think she was hoping. She said, well, you think that's best? Well, I'm going. Glory. Was that Friday morning or Thursday morning? Friday morning. That, that sounds better, I'm going to say. How's going Friday night? See, I was on Friday morning, so Thursday night we'd had a great service. And of course, I was just being me. I'm going to worship. 
Man, I was up there and I was jumping and I was shouting and I was getting it. Then on Friday morning, here showed up the old bloody nose. Sister McGee said, well, now you know you was. said, you was kind of up there really putting it to the test. You was jumping and you shouting all over the place. And you better go to, you, you better just take it easy, dear. You, I'm tired of taking it easy. Come on, church. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of coming to church and taking it easy. God, what do you want me to do? Take my recliner and just recline and go to sleep and that's how good you want me to be? Come on, church. We've done that too long. We've come in with a cup mentality and we've come in and we've got our cup full and that's all we need. And we sit in our seat and we're satisfied till the preacher dismisses us and we come back on a Wednesday night. We get our little cup full and away we go to home and we're all right. I'm telling you, you're not all right. Come on. God's got more than a cup for you. I want you to know the master's business is to give his children their needs. And when you ask for bread, he will not give you a stone. Sister McGee, I'm trying to be good, but it's hard. Hallelujah. You'll just have to forget and forgive me, and we'll pray later. Thank you, Jesus. I've got access. Come on. Somebody say, I've got access. I'm trying to hurry, but it isn't working. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 3 and 12. In whom we have boldness. Everybody said boldness. And access. Everybody said I got boldness. And I got access. With confidence. Everybody said confidence. By the faith of him. Oh my. You didn't hear that. In whom we have boldness. I've got access. I've got confidence. By faith in him. In other words, you got everything you need to be a victorious Christian. I'm more than a conqueror, but I'm victorious through him, not in myself, not by somebody else, but in the name of Jesus. I've got access. Come on. I've got faith. Come on. By him, I've got what I need. Hallelujah, to get my healing, to receive what I need from the Lord this morning. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, I want you to understand that I have not come to be introduced. By whom we, by whom also we have access by faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now I've got boldness, and I've got access, and I've got confidence by the faith in Him. Understand something, that I have not come to introduce, be introduced to Jesus or to be interviewed. 
Come on, hold on to this. You might think you're, 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 side, you're sidestepping there, Bishop. No, I want to tell you something. I have not come to be introduced to Jesus. I've not come, amen, to see if I can have entrance into his house. But I already am a member of his house. I have access. Somebody said I got access. When I go to Deaconess Hospital, I drive up to the physician's gate. I take my little card and swipe it, and it opens to me. I go through the door, and I can park my car any place I want to, right beside the most expensive car there. The Beamer, as Brother Jerry would say, I can park by that thing. If there's a Rolls Royce there, I can park by it. That 92 Lincoln town car can pull up beside the best in there. And he can park. You know why? Because I got the access. And let me tell you, this makes the difference. Because when you walk in, when I walk in Deaconess Hospital, they'll, they'll look at him and say, Good morning, sir. It's like I'm a part of the plan, and I am. Come on, we, we've got cup mentality, and we think, i got no credentials. Let me tell you, you got the credentials. Come on, there is a signet ring. Whoops, don't want to lose your card, though. Oh, yes, I do. I got it inside. Come on, the Holy Ghost is my seal. Yes, sir. I've got the card. See, and I know that I've got access because one time, brother, as I was walking the car, somehow it got off just like it did there. And I think the Lord just done that for meanness. And, and, and my car just kind of jumped off of there. And I thought when I got to the car, you thought, something's missing. Yeah, my card's gone. Guess what? I walked right straight in, right through the double doors, and this lady handed Somebody had already found it. Come on. And they give my card back. You know why? Because I've got access, and she seen right away it was me. Come on. I'm going to tell you, you can walk to the throne room. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm about to. I can walk to the throne room and I can make my way in. You know why? There is a mark that's on me. That you're a one of them. Come on. How I've been sealed. Come on. With the Holy Ghost. And I've got access even to the throne room of God to get my needs met. Yet we sit in the little line outside in our little seat and we're waiting on somebody that's got a card. As God's so-and-so gets here, we'll get in. Come on. If Bishop McGee will get back, we'll get entrance. He's got the authority. Come on. <laughs> if Bishop was only here this morning, we could get in. They got access. If Brother Mason was here, we'd get in. They got access. No, sir. You got the same access I have. 
Somebody this morning in here is living below your privileges. You got the same authority that I've got. You've got the same God that I've got. You've got the same signet ring that I've got. We've all been marked. Glory. I'm trying, church. I'm trying. Hallelujah. I'm already a member of the house. I've got my card. See, the truth is, I want to tell you, that I've got a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus. In fact, I've got a 57-year relationship with the Lord. I'm going to tell you, he ain't going to turn you away. I don't care if you've got a 10-minute relationship. He won't turn you away. You know why? Because you've got access. Don't never let anybody tell you you're a nobody. You've let them tell you that long enough, but you've got access. I heard you speak in tongues. At church, you receive the same power I've got within me. And the Lord said, here, Sister Dixie, here is your card. Whatever you need from now on, you don't have to call and say, Sister Dawn, I need you. No, it's like I'm going to use my ring. I got a signet ring. I belong to the master. I've got his mark upon me. I'm going to receive what I need. I've come in the name of the Lord, and I'm going to receive my need this morning. Chris, it's going to happen, buddy. I'll tell you more about that. Why? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm trying. Let me tell you. Let me tell somebody right now. You have the liberty to access and ransack God's storehouse and take whatever you need. Come on. You have got access. Everybody said access. Always coming out of that. We're back to the cup mentality. Somebody say access. Come on, we can do better than that. I've got access. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say yes. Oh, you're getting better. Understand, church, we have a relationship. Somebody say, I got a relationship. Isaiah 49, I'm hurrying. Isaiah 49, 16. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms. Everybody said palms of my hands. Everybody said that means both. Come on, it's plural. The walls are continually before me. Can I say, let me make a little commentary out of it meaning not only is he going to hold us in the palms of his hands but his hands are going to be open to our needs and we don't have to worry we can go in and and out as we please and he said the walls are continually before me he was talking about the Jerusalem walls but let me tell you there is a content if you begin to study that out 
Well, there is a there is a content when it talks about the walls. He is thinking about us because he is thinking about the walls or our protection, if you please. Come on. Hallelujah. I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know how much that he loves you. Oh, hallelujah. Because he has put you. Hallelujah. He has put you in the palms of his hands. Praise God. Hallelujah. My wife has access to our checking account. She don't have to ask to write a check. In fact, it's the other way around. I got to ask her if I can write a check. Because the truth is, she's got the checkbook. And she didn't ask me for it. But some 49 years ago, maybe, that I, I said, Dear, I'm working all the time. You, you need to take this thing and do something with it. And, and ever since then, she's done something with it. And it's, I, I, I'm not sorry. I love my wife. Thank God. So yesterday was her birthday, and, and, and we kind of spent, I, I was over here part of the day, but uh, we, we kind of spent some time the night before, went out to eat, and we went out yesterday, and we, 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 got, we went to Arby's yesterday, and we sat down there, and she began to eat, and, and she was kind of rushing. I said, dear, would you quit your rushing? This is your day. Come on, slow down. Enjoy this day. And I told her this morning when we got up, I said, Dear, I feel like your day was cheated yesterday because this year you have been through so much. Been through so much. And it came to me, Brother Terry, that my dear wife of all these years don't have to worry. We don't have to worry. I've got access. She's got access. Come on. I can go into the Father's house and our needs can be met. My wife can receive brand new strength. She can receive health in her body. Come on, church. I'm telling you about a God that's there when you're down. As low as you can get. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm going to tell you, God loves you so much that every time God opens his hand, he sees you. He's got a picture of you in the palm of his hand. Come on. Our God, who is mindful of little of us, that every time he opens his hand, he sees you. Because he's engraved you in the palm of his hand. <laughs> where he can keep you. Where he can open his hands to the benefits and you can receive all of it. Glory. He sees a picture every time he opens his hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Understand this morning that we have a relationship with him. Hallelujah. Isaiah 49, 16, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands, and the walls are continually, everybody said continually, before me. I'm going to tell you, church, we're living beneath our privileges. God has given us an open door, and we have closed it ourselves. Psalms 84 and 11, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. 
He will not give grace without glory. Not without the other, not one without the other. It's going to be grace and glory when God gives it. The former is the plant and the latter is the fruit. He'll not only give you the plant, oh, but He'll give you the fruit from that plant. God will supply wants and needs. Come on. No good thing, the Bible said, will be withheld from them. There's not going to be any withholding. It's mine because I've got access this morning. Hallelujah. We have access to a never-ending supply. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the cup mentality, Lord. We've got cup mentality. Oh, church camp, I noticed something. See, when it comes usually to coffee, it's one cup of the morning for me, and that's it. But old Rotten here, she, she comes in every morning and sits down at my table. I don't even think it's two cups, more like three. Thank God she hadn't got the cup mentality. And I went and got one cup, and I, there's time, I think there was one morning I drank three cups. It's your fault. But I'm telling you, this is what we're, I can, I can just see people marching through the doors. They got their cup. Hallelujah, Jesus. I got the cup mentality, but I want to tell you something. Somebody one of these days is going to get the bucket mentality. How many of you have ever felt like when you come into the service that the Lord just kind of poured a blessing out on you? I will never forget in the first church, Brother Freddie, I don't even know where you all were around there or not. You might have been, probably was. But I remember there was a, a little young evangelist and his wife that had come one night. And I was preaching about drawing water out of the wells of salvation. With joy shall I draw waters. And I had me a little old joy bucket. And I was preaching, man. I felt the anointing in that place. And when I got through, the Lord just moved on me to do the most unnatural thing, which is me. I never do what's expected. And I began, I said, I want you all, any, any of you that want a blessing, I want you to line up. And man, I said, now I want you to come down here. There wasn't nothing in it. I said, I want you to come down here. And I want you to imagine just the Lord pouring it out on you. And man, there was a line plumb back to the front door, back door, which wasn't very far. And I remember there were people coming up there and they were turning that bucket upside down and start speaking in tongues. And they was juking and jiving and just being blessed. And this little old, this little old evangelist and his wife was sitting over there like. 
He's a nut. I could, oh, I could, I, she, they didn't say it, but I could feel it. Even though people's getting blessed. So all at once, after they went on a little while, Brother Cook, I seen something happen to that evangelist wife. And she was going like this. And the next thing I know, she was working her way down to the altar. And she said, let me have that pastor. And she began to go like this. And, and I'm going to tell you, and then she'd go like this. And then she'd go, we couldn't get the bucket away from her. And she was blessed all night long. You know why? This thing isn't empty. It's full. I'm here to tell you, your cup is empty. Your bucket is empty. It's fall this morning. God's got the blessings for you. So much that I've got to supply. The woman with the barrel, what she didn't realize, that there was a supply line. And she was hooked to it. Can't. I hope tonight you see this in your mind, in your sleep. I hope you see it all day. You begin to think about it because I want you to know this is you all. This is the source. And if you come in here tonight and you don't shout, I'm going to say shame on you. Because you've got the right. I can, hey, I can really take that and I can say, come on, let me tell you, you can carry this thing outside the church door. We've kept it on the inside too long. We need to take this word of God to the outside in Mount Carmel. We need to take it to the streets. Come on. We need to take it to the business places. Come on. We need to take it to the fire department. Come on. We need to take it to the chamber of commerce. Come on. We need to take it uptown when they're having their meetings, the officials of this city. We need to take it to the fire department, the police department, and the sheriff department. And we need to share this thing. Somebody say cup mentality. Come on, we're hooked to the source, y'all. We're hooked to the source. Uh, as mean as I am, I really want to do something this morning. And I, I knew my wife would frown on me, so I didn't. All I could see when I studied the other days, Sister Sheila out here, shooting y'all with water. But you know what? Sooner or later, that was going to run out. And I thought this morning, I already just filled this cup up. It went like this. And everybody, even though they weren't even being hit. I've done that before. Second church, I've done it before. You know why? Because, you know what it made me think about? Was that there was a few people that was, you know, afraid they was going to get a sprinkle or two. I wonder what it'd be like if we'd just all get soaked instead of getting a cup mentality. I wonder if we just get soaked in the Holy Ghost what had happened in this service tonight when Brother Mason preaches. I wonder if you'd even be able to sit on your seat while he's preaching the Word of God. Come on, church. We got cup mentality when we're hooked to the source. Man, where'd that come from? Hey, come on, there's more where that came from. You're hooked to the source. Come on. There's a never-ending supply.
Oh, Jesus. Glory. Brother Mason, you can come. I'm done. Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Well, Sister McGee, I was good for 15 minutes. This morning, let us stand. Somebody in here this morning is living just where Bishop preached. And too long now, you've come through our doors. And you thought, I'm, I'm going to get a little taste of what I need. If Bishop's ever fought a battle, it's been this year. More can come at a later date, but I'm going to just kind of be open with you. There's very few times I open my Bible at the hospital. When I was going through AFib, just, well, more than nine days that I was in there than I wasn't. I was in that, and that's painful. That's worse than the heart. I told my wife I'd rather die than to put up this kind of pain. I didn't want to see nobody. I didn't want to see my family. I didn't want to see nobody. I just wanted prayers going up. My family even sat in the waiting room. He didn't come in. My wife was in there. I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you later some more things, but I, just, just to give you a little bit. When they take your heart out and put it back in, it changes your whole life. It changes your thinking. It changes everything about you. After I came home, I tried picking up my Bible and I could read a little bit and then it just, I put it back down. It wasn't because I, I had it. I've loved the Word all my life. I've preached it and taught it. And, and I called my son. I said, son, I feel so much like a sinner. I said, the very things that I've always loved in my life, I can't even do right now. I said, son, I can't even focus on God. I can open my Bible and I read and it's like it's not there. I pick up books. People got me books while I was in there. And I, I've, I've got about eight, nine books that I've never touched yet. Some I've read. I, don't get me wrong, I'm reading now. Thank God. I told him, I said, I, son, I can't read the books. I can't. I just feel so helpless. I feel, I feel like a sinner. He said, dad. You went through a traumatic thing. You don't need to feel that way. It'll come back, Dad. It'll come back. And it took it a while to come back. You know, it's been a long time since I've been to Deaconess, Sister McGee, and I've used this card. It's been a long time. I don't even know how long it's been since I've been there. But I guarantee you, I can go down there Monday and I can drive up to that gate and 
I can swipe that card and it'll open to me. Brother Cook, I found out somewhere in that trial Yesterday I cried and prayed in my office, just me and God in here, and I began to walk these floors and pray for this congregation. And yeah, I felt the presence of God since my open heart surgery, but not really like I did yesterday. I was walking these aisles, and I was right over there between those two poles. And I was praying, God, I need something. And all at once, Brother Cook, it was like I swiped that card. And Lord just started pouring out on me. I felt goose pimples on top of goose pimples. And I started to cry and say, thank you, Lord. Let me tell you, in the midst of your trial, I want you to know there's still a card that can be swiped. I don't care how long it's been. <laughs> and it'll do the same thing it's always done for you. It'll open to you. Somebody's, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but somebody needs to swipe your card this morning because there's more than a cup for you. God's got a greater blessing than that. And this morning, I want you to reach out and grab that blessing. This altar's open this morning, and I want you to receive. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.